0: Welcome to The Exposé Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Molly. And we're just a couple of goofy gals here to tell you about topics and get down to the real nitty-gritty of it all. We are here to help
1: you navigate through the confusing ins and outs of hot topics and get down
0: to the truth. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned and listen to our next topic.
1: Thanks for listening to The Exposé. Exposé.
0: Hello everyone, this is the Coupon Queen from the CQP Moments Podcast, and you're listening to The Exposé. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review. Welcome! This week is weird. Yeah,
1: it is strange. I usually avoid FaceTime and that kind of stuff. I hate it. I don't want you to see me while I'm talking. So Rachel and I are video chatting right now and it's awkward. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. So, but we're going to try it. We do it for you guys, for Mm -hmm. you loyal listeners out there through these tough times.
0: And hopefully the audio sounds good and... Yeah, hopefully. Um hopefully I don't really don't know like, how it's gonna turn out. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just gonna say, I hope we don't talk over each other by accident <laughs> as we I was are. talking over you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But cool,
1: cool. yeah. So Rachel, how how's it been going? Have you been have you left the house lately?
0: <laughs> um today, not too much. Um I work kind of still. I'm in the office three days a week, but okay now i don't know i think that might change i just need to kind of work out some kinks where i'm a little more able to work from home gotcha um but it's just kind of been weird and i feel like panic attacks are happening more often mm-hmm. i don't know if you're getting the same or not
1: but um i haven't had like panic attacks but definitely like moments where i'm like like you see a story and you're like Oh that's terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just hearing a lot of stuff that's coming out of like New York and stories in bigger cities and I think it's only a matter of time until it's the same everywhere but Yeah. We're trying our best to stay home. I mean Will his school is all online obviously um and I think next week I'll be finally working from home too so Yeah. After that it's just like I mean, I'm trying to keep my parents at home, but they're like, I mean, they say like, yeah, yeah, we'll stay home. We know, we should. And then like mm-hmm. a little while later, I see their car pulling out of their driveway and I'm like, where are you guys
0: going? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we go on drives quite mm-hmm. often just so we can get out for a little bit, but it's not like we're getting out and going into stores and
1: if we yeah. are
0: going to the stores, sorry, I don't know if you can hear whining, but oh, the dog's on the other side of the door. Um, if we do go to the stores, there's only one of us that are going and mm. it's just getting weird. It's just. Yeah. We've, I've
1: gone to this store a few times, um, but I try like not to touch anything and just like get in and get out and then like sanitize right. my hands when I get back to the car. Yeah. What can you do? I guess.
0: I know. And that kind of leads into this topic a little bit, I would say. When you are out shopping and buying all this stuff, you Mm kind of need to be, it's hard to be conscious of what you're buying because of all the packaging and stuff. I know people are trying to like stock up a little bit. I know we have, but I mean, on the flip side, you have to remember all the garbage that you're producing with it.
1: So much garbage. (laughs)
0: I think we've taken out our trash at least four times this week. And that's a lot.
1: Yeah, we do not that great. Like at eating at home, we like to eat out a lot. It's like our activity we do. I don't know. Like if you were to say we have like a vice, it'd probably be eating out.
0: And Mm -hmm. since we've been
1: eating at home, like our trash just fills up so fast with all the food packaging. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So. And I'm like leery about buying like, more whole foods I guess you could say like the fruits and vegetables I guess Mm. at the grocery store just because I'm like I don't know who's touching that and you know like on the shelf if there's like one apple and you grab it and like four fall and like you quick like have to like kind of shuffle them around to make them like not all fall down yeah like that kind of worries me I guess just wash it when you get home maybe yeah. Just wash know. everything. Just sanitize everything. everything.
1: Yeah. Just, like, wear one of those, like, paper paper pants, like, that you can just, like, take off when you get home and throw away. Yeah.
0: Just need disposable clothes. But then again, that's part of, like, the garbage problem. That's true.
1: Oh, never mind. No, no disposable it's clothes.
0: <laughs> but I have been, like, trying to stay on top of laundry as much as possible, which, again, is kind mm-hmm. of a thing because I'm using a lot of water, when I'm washing clothes, it's like this right now, it's hard to be good.
1: (laughs) It is. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that, Yeah, there's just so much going on right now that maybe this isn't the time to start new habits, but then again, maybe it is because we are all at home right now, just kind of basically having to do every, figure everything else out again (laughs) to Mm -hmm. figure our lives out. So maybe it is the time to try to like start being more conscious since everything else is changing, just change everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Make another change with it. Yeah. But Yeah. yeah, so
1: obviously today we are talking about garbage. Trash mm-hmm. landfills, physically how we abuse the planet <laughs> and push it's it to planet. its limits.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, we make a lot of garbage as humans, and in fact, it's five point nine one pounds of trash per day, and per that's person? just a single. Yep, that's a single person. Wow. The average family makes seventeen point four pounds of of trash per day.
1: That's disgusting. It's that's, a lot. That's a lot of garbage every
0: single day. And um, only one and a half pounds of that can be recycled, but a lot of people choose not to recycle. Mm -hmm. I think they said only like 60% of people actually do recycle or that choose not to recycle. Sorry. Only 20% choose to recycle. Gotcha. And everyone else just forgets it.
1: Well, it's tough to recycle sometimes because I know in our area, um, recycling centers have been shut down. Um, Mm -hmm. things like cans, it's hard to find a place to take your cans. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for a while we didn't even have recycling pickup. It was like, I don't know, a while we didn't have it. And I think we might have it again, but we, we don't have a recycling container. I don't know how you get one. Um, I think
0: maybe just call the city.
1: Maybe. It's tough because it does take extra work. And there's a lot of questions oftentimes about what you can recycle as far as like, what kinds of plastics packaging can I recycle? Mm Because it seems like you can't just throw anything in there. Right. Um, I, I think I saw that the United States, we make basically more trash than any other country in the world, but we yes. are definitely not the highest populated country. So we are making more trash right. per person. We are just trashy right. people.
0: <laughs> like I said, the average American is 5.91 pounds and the global average is 2.6 pounds. Wow. That's more than so we're, half. We're double. way worse. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it,
1: it is crazy. And I think a majority of that is plastic products mm-hmm. um, that's in the yes. trash.
0: 21.9 billion plastic bottles is what gets thrown out a year. Yikes. And plastic is a tough one
1: because, I mean, you can recycle it to a point, but mm-hmm. it's kind of expensive to recycle. And it's really kind of toxic when it doesn't get recycled.
0: Yeah, And I read that, yeah, like you said, most of the waste is, like, plastic products, and it's mostly the single-use stuff, so, like, going Mm -hmm. to get coffee, and that straw, I read, you can't recycle straws. No. So, that's, like, a useless... A useless plastic thing that those poor turtles are suffering from. I
1: know. I I always think about that turtle video every time I use a straw and I prefer to drink with straws. So I don't know. It's been tough for me. I try to use really reusable ones, but mm-hmm. um, whenever you go to a restaurant or something, they give you a straw and it's like, well, they've already put it in the drink or they've already like, I don't yeah. know. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to, you're just going to, throw it away like what are you going to do with it (laughs) that it doesn't end up in the landfills so but yeah there's a lot of garbage and obviously this is leading to an over overcrowding or I guess you could say like a problem with where to put the garbage Mm -hmm. basically the garbage industry is actually a huge industry it's like where to put garbage hauling garbage away Um, I think I saw somewhere that the amount of trucks that haul garbage on a daily basis would make a 3,100 mile long train of trucks every day. That's a lot of garbage. So um, in the United States, we're kind of running out of places that we're, I guess, willing to put it. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously there's places we could put it, but we want to preserve things like wildlife and national parks. We don't want to just put landfills everywhere, but we yeah. are seriously running out of space. So the solution kind of to that was we started selling our garbage to other countries.
0: And this I had no idea about.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of crazy because basically we used to keep all our garbage and when it started to become a problem, we realized that China is sending over all these products. Um, they're sending over, like you see those big like I don't know ship containers Mm -hmm. full of stuff over to us and then they would make the return trip with those ship containers empty so somebody had the bright idea to cut down on the cost of shipping things over by putting trash into those containers and basically selling it to China on the ride back so instead of us paying like double shipping for the ride over and then an empty ride back now Mm -hmm. we only have to pay for half of it and we're actually making money on the way back it's good for like an econ- economical standpoint, but we are now just like shipping garbage over to China. And essentially they were taking it, they kind of recycle it, but a lot of it just sits in giant, like 10 story high piles. <laughs> and they finally decided they're not gonna do that anymore. So mm-hmm. in 2018 they decided to ban, basically they decided to ban most of the waste that was coming over an institute where the stuff that we were sending over has to be 95% clean, which is, I guess, a standard that's pretty much impossible to get to. So essentially they're not taking anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And so this created a huge problem because evidently garbage and trash is a huge industry. There's like trash brokers. I didn't even know this, but I was watching YouTube videos and they were like interviewing trash brokers who are like trying to find places to sell trash. Um, There's people who own trash companies. It's just crazy. Um, So instead of China now, we're kind of shipping it over to a bunch of Southeastern Asian countries such as Malaysia, Thailand, Philippines, Indonesia. Hmm. Um, But as they get more developed and they take a look at what it's doing to their environments, they're starting to not want to take that trash either. Um, So one by one, every country that we've tried to give our trash to is basically telling us, deal with it yourself. And so that's kind of where we're at right now is Nobody wants to deal with America's trash and it's not just the U S it's also like Canada ships out their trash. I think like France and Germany ship out their trash pretty much mm-hmm. everybody. So yeah, we're getting to the point where we're going to have to figure something out.
0: <laughs> that's interesting. Do you think that's why in like recent years people have been getting on the whole, like, um, no waste train? It could like be. Just, I know. Cause um, I feel like if you just, like, YouTube videos, like, you'll find hundreds of people trying to do, like, zero waste or, like, little waste and they, like, I don't know, document their day just to see how much they actually use and stuff. Yeah,
1: that would be interesting to document yourself one day and just, like, put all the trash into a box, I don't know, <laughs> some type mm-hmm. of container and, like, weigh it and see if you actually are mm-hmm. getting up to that 5.91 pounds that is mm-hmm. supposed to be the average. Uh, just to get kind of some perspective on what what we're doing as individuals. But yeah, I don't know. That could be. I mean, it's something that I know some cities are definitely making an initiative to do something about, especially highly urbanized areas like New York City and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I know some areas there have, for example, trucks that will come and just get organic waste and Mm -hmm. take that away so that it's not being thrown off into the landfills, but rather being made into like compost mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, but recycling is becoming an issue. It's kind of sad because a lot of things that we recycle actually end up in the landfill. Oh. So um, just because we're recycling it, what we used to do as recycling companies would sell it over to China, mm-hmm. just like the trash. And China had cheap labor that would pick through all of the gross recyclable and trash things and pick out the good stuff. And then they'd make like little plastic pellets out of it that I guess they use in manufacturing a lot of goods in China, like cheap plastic things that we get from China. Right. But now they're not taking that stuff anymore. So there's literally no place for the recyclables to go because we don't have the infrastructure in the United States to process those recyclables. So a lot of them are ending up in the landfills.
0: Ah, and that's not good to hear. No. That's not what you want to hear. When you, <laughs> no. When you plan to recycle.
1: No. And it's I think it's discouraging people from actually recycling when they hear that kind of stuff because it's like, yeah, why would I go through the trouble of, you know, separating out my things if it's just all going to the same place anyway. hmm
0: Yeah. But. Interesting. Well, from that, should we take a Break? Yeah, sure. Let's take a break. And break.
1: <laughs> Rachel, tell me about the Great Pacific Garbage Island.
0: So, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch patch from what i've read and watched get the idea of an island out of your head because there's no like large piece of surface trash floating out there in the ocean i mean that's what you kind of want to think of but it's not like that so there's like these garbage patches in the ocean all around the globe and um basically they're there and they're like They stretch for, like, miles and miles and miles. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, specifically Great Pacific Garbage Patch, stretches from Japan to the West Coast. It's that long. Wow. And it's doing that by, um, like, the currents in the ocean, which I thought was interesting. Like, if you were to drop a bottle, like a plastic bottle in the ocean at the West Coast, it'll somehow float down to Mexico, and then it'll go up around some other part of the country, (laughs) a different country, and then it'll go up by, um, I want to say it said, like, Alaska or something, and then shoot back down to, like, that area between Japan and the West Coast. Okay. So that was very interesting to me. So it just gets in the current and,
1: like, congregates there, basically?
0: Yeah. Okay. And then it all kind of comes together in this big old weird trash current i guess <laughs> so they also call it the pacific trash vortex and as i mentioned it spans from the west coast all the way to japan it accumulates so much because the stuff that is getting in there whatever is biode- biodegradable has already broke down but when mm-hmm. it's like going through all of those currents um it's just breaking down into tiny pieces into tinier pieces and it's just like They said that if you were to look at the plastic, it would be like some pieces are like so small. It's you can't even see it with the naked eye. Yeah. Wow. So that makes it difficult to clean up that area because you would be scooping up organisms that are the same size. Oh, okay. So that's kind of a downer, I guess. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And plastics are just... I can't say enough how big of a hazard they are to the environment.
0: It takes five hundred years to uh-huh. break down a single plastic bottle. Yeah. So that sucks. That is mean, that's just easy and that's just sitting in the ocean. So all these microplastics that are floating out there, like I said, it doesn't look like an island. It just makes all of that water appear soupy. Oh. (laughs) So it's got like chunks in it, and it's just got a nice weird color to it. Okay. Um, And then some of the larger items that you'll find in there are like the fishing nets and fishing lines and that sort of thing, just because, you know, there's big ships around and whatever. And it also said a lot of the stuff that fall off in the ocean happens from those shipping crates. Oh, okay. Like things just kind of fall off those ships and they land in the ocean and 70% of the marine debris just sinks to the bottom to the seafloor. So- I suppose if someone really wanted to go down there, you could find some weird stuff.
1: (laughs) I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some strange things down at the bottom (laughs) of the ocean.
0: Well, I was like looking through the pictures of some things that they brought up, and it was like a Batman face mask from like the 50s. Oh, wow. I don't know. There was like some shoes that were lost in there. So uh, yeah, that happens, I guess.
1: Yeah. That's, it's just so weird. Cause I mean, last week I did a story like in the weird news section about a helmet, like a hard hat helmet that made it mm-hmm. from Louisiana to Ireland in a five year span and somebody found it in Ireland. So just think about, you know, all the trash that gets lost out at sea mm-hmm. like that, you know, just yeah. yeah. Weird stuff like what you were saying. That's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the reason why this is kind of not okay is one, you're polluting the ocean, but two, it's hurting some of like the marine life in there. So because it's like a soupy looking water, it's getting hard for the sunlight to come in and things like the plankton and algae need the sunlight so they can feed. And then if there's no plankton or algae, it basically ruins the whole food chain in the yeah. ocean. Yikes. Yeah. So that's kind of like the big reason for it. There's this dude, his name's Charles Moore. And when I read up on him, he's like this millionaire yacht guy. And I guess he was sailing his yacht around the ocean like in the (laughs) 70s, I think. And he stumbled across this. And he was, I don't know, I guess, I don't know how he was the first to discover this, but he was. And he said, basically, anyone who tries to clean this up will, will go bankrupt, like, immediately. Um, I have just,
1: seen people trying to clean, like, a little bit of it with, like, skimmers type of, like, I don't know what they're doing. but
0: Yeah. And, like, the sad thing is, it's, like, um, so it's so far from any country's coastline, so no one is taking responsibility for it. And no country would get the funding to clean the ocean anyways. So I read like this not so fun fact. <laughs> um, you could take 67 ships and they could work for one year and they will clean up less than 1% of that.
1: That's depressing. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, another not-so-fun fact is that it's projected for the year 2050, the amount of plastic in the ocean will outweigh the number, like, the amount of sea life in the ocean.
1: Wow. That's yep. that's and a that's, sobering fact. That's, that's
0: just... That's only 30 years away, so... Yeah, um... Speaking of like
1: projections like that, one of the projections about landfills is that we only have about 15 years left of landfill space. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like we need to figure something out. Not like the letter, like it's not our grandkids problem. It's like our problem. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, And it's just getting worse because we are creating new kinds of stuff. Like electronic waste is getting to be a huge problem. I think I saw it was like two and a half trillion tons of electronic waste gets thrown away every year. And this stuff contains like lead, cadmium, mercury, like toxic metals that then seep into your groundwater and, you know, create problems there. Mm -hmm. And um, even just like the organic material in a landfill deteriorating Mm -hmm. creates a lot of methane gas and is contributing in a major way to global warming. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: just, I mean, even just letting that sit there, I think they said contributes five to 7% of of all the methane gas that's made comes from landfills.
0: Yikes. And it's not like they can like dig deeper or anything into the earth because that's just polluting the soil further. Yeah. We are
1: actually shutting down landfills because of increasing, I guess, regulations. So Mm. it's kind of like, it's good and it's bad because it's good because we don't have as much, we're stricter, but it's bad because it leads to more like illegal dumping And Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, we still are creating the trash. So it's just making less places to put the trash, (laughs) essentially.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Hopefully, after another short little break, we can think of some solutions.
0: Yeah. So
1: there are things we can do.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: going to play another edition of Movie Dinger because we had a lot of fun playing last time. So feel free to play along.
0: Yes. All right. Are you ready, Molly?
1: Yes. Mabel's my... She's on my team. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. So this is a story about a man and a woman. They recently went to a wedding and um, shortly after the wedding, they themselves got engaged. They were driving... Um, to go visit an old friend slash professor of theirs and they got caught in the rain and so they had to pull over, kind of wait out the rain, but they didn't want... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes!
1: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, dang it. I should have let you go on because that would have been a good one to describe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it would have.
0: If you guys have not seen Rocky Horror yet, you should uh, watch the original before you watch the whatever, redone one. Oh, is there a redone one? Yeah, it's with Laverne Cox. It's not bad, but it's not as good. Gotcha. Well, if
1: um, Tim Curry is not in it, I can't imagine that it would be as good. So. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm thinking of a movie that has people, but not people in it. And what happens is essentially one of the characters is kind of thrown out into the streets and she meets a group of her kind and uh, they kind of take her in and they sing lots of singing about what it's like to be one of them and um, there's a lot no it's because they're not really people but they're people and that's one of the things that's weird about the movie is that it got a lot of criticism due to the styling of the not people okay and it did win best no worst picture this year at the Razzies that's
0: yes (laughs) <laughs> I only know that because I heard that it was the worst movie of the year. Yeah. Wait, did you actually go see it?
1: I did not see that one.
0: Oh. No. Oof, yeah, I heard that was pretty bad.
1: It wasn't good.
0: But it was bad in a way the same as, like, Rocky Horror back. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, like Rocky it's a Horror more... It'll be more like a cult it movie. Was, like, scrambling to get away from it. She's
1: like, let me go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it will be... Maybe it will be. I heard that um, there's this there's a rumor that they had originally put buttholes in the cats. So in your back Ew. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Okay. I am thinking of a movie that this girl she she is in high school and she moved away from her hometown area and she had to start a new school in high school and she was kind of the outcast yeah. or the oddball okay. and so she was finding it hard to fit in for a while and then one day she walked by this group of girls and she was like "Like, I really like your bracelet where'd you get it and I so they like sat down <laughs> and talked
1: you're talking about mean girls I am okay, <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, oh, I had one in my brain hold on okay this is also about a girl in high school, and she basically, she has a friend who I think he is gay, um, and I think they decide to pretend at a party one day that they think things, and they make it very loud and obvious. I and have then to today, What? <laughs> let me go Yes. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh my gosh, me either. That's a good one. All right, let me find... Okay, I'm thinking of a movie about, ooh, this is gonna be, like, pretty easy, I think. Okay. About, there's this planet, and they are running out of entertainment for other people to view, so they decided to use their aliens to travel to Earth to abduct some certain cartoon characters to take back to their home planet, And in doing so, these cartoon characters (laughs) challenge them to a game.
1: (laughs) guess? Space Jam. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so mine is... um, It's a very touching story of a couple who's kind of elderly and unfortunately um, she does pass away. And so the guy is just kind of on his own and um, he meets this little kid or I, I guess he's... They decide that they're going to um, go to. Oh gosh, now I'm realizing how like little I remember about this movie. They're going Uh-oh. to go to leave basically, but mm-hmm. he wants to take his house with him. So him and the kid and his dog devise like they, they leave in the yeah. in the house <laughs> and they go like this in the house.
0: I have a guess. Yes, is it Pixar's? Up it, it is. And now I can't remember why they were where they were going. Um, because he wanted... The old man wanted to go to the falls or whatever. Yeah, I remember they ended up on a waterfall. They they wanted to live there. Oh, okay. Like him and his wife had
1: wanted to go there. Yeah, and then because she had died.
0: Hmm, it's hard to say because I don't know what you've watched, but you watch a lot of movies. We've seen quite a few movies. All right. This movie is about this... It's hard to say his age. I don't know. Young adult. Okay. He, um his dad goes missing. So he has to kind of enlist the help of his dad's pet to find him. Okay. Um, He's kind of convinced that his dad died, but his dad's pet is telling him otherwise. So he can talk to the pet? Yeah, but that's a unique thing because usually you can't talk to the pets, but he can understand this pet. Okay. So his this pet is telling him like he's not remembering everything
1: but it's coming back to
0: him. Okay. <laughs> is it Detective Pikachu? Yes.
1: <laughs> I was like well, maybe I haven't seen this one but then I was like no wait.
0: <laughs> it you is mean, a unique
1: thing. Usually they just say Pikachu.
0: <laughs> right. But as Ryan Reynolds talking to you, mm-hmm.
1: I actually With- really liked that movie. Maybe I know, it's because I kinda we I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, again, we'll <laughs> have to tell Will. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah.
0: So, okay. Well, yeah. Well,
1: I think that's always a fun game to play. So maybe sometime in like... the future we can do it again.
0: Yeah, back to some sad stuff, I guess. Yeah. No. A little... guess because Hot... there's a solution.
1: Yes, we are trying to fix the problem now. So we will see you on the flip side of that. Are back, and before we get into the solutions, I just want to give kind of an example that highlights how much of a throwaway culture we're becoming. So the United States, we throw away 18.2 million mattresses every single year. Whoa. And that's a lot of mattresses. And mattresses mm-hmm. are very hard to recycle. Um, because they've got the springs and they're laced with the foam and Mm -hmm. really the only part that you can recycle is the springs, the metal in there, the foam and stuff. Nobody wants that.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. there's only like
1: 56 facilities that actually do try to recycle them. And ever since the whole like roll up technology, like where you can roll up the mattress and ship it in like a box has, has kind of sprung up. There's been so many startups. Like I know we have a purple bed. Mm-hmm. Um I know there's like Casper.
0: Yeah. There's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to bug me now. What's the Nectar? There's like a Nectar oh. bed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a ton of them and it's a 30 billion dollar industry now. These yeah. roll up beds and stuff. And many mm-hmm. of them offer 100-day return policies. So, basically a lot of people are trying out the beds. They're either lukewarm to them or they don't like them or they just wanted a free bed for a hundred days. I don't know. And sending them back in, you can't resell a mattress again. It's illegal to do so. So mm-hmm. basically they either have to donate them somewhere that doesn't mind like a homeless shelter or something like that, or yeah. recycle them or throw them away essentially because nobody wants to recycle them. And yes. people are starting to kind of catch on to this whole, like you could literally have a bed for a hundred days for free. And then send it back, and they get another bed that's almost identical from a different company for another mm-hmm. 100 days. Some even have a year return policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a Washington Post article that said, Essentially, if you looked around, you could get a free bed to sleep on for about eight years by stringing all of these offers together. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. And a lot of times the return rate on those, usually you would want like a two to 5% return rate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these places are getting like 20 and plus return rate percent returns. So it's just like we have become to where we're just buying things like mattresses, returning them, and then they just get thrown away. And it's a huge problem because it's not just a little thing. It's not like a hairbrush or like a, you know, a small thing that we're throwing away. It's giant mattresses and they're just filling up the landfills. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, but Rachel, give us some hope. (laughs) What can we do?
0: So some things are being done. And I could only find like two actually decent things. Okay. So there's this thing called single stream recycling mm. and that's like rather having your residents like sort through their plastics and glass and whatever that you all, you put them all in the same bin and then this place, it's called the materials recovery facility takes that and will do the sorting for you. Okay. Um, so they're, like, making sure things are getting done, and it's, like, ensuring that every resident in this town or city or whatever is recycling. Uh, the downfall to it is that it's very expensive, and a lot of cities can't afford to do so. Mm. <laughs> um, this other one that I actually did think that was really interesting is called Waste to Energy, and these, like, plants are using trash to fuel their – and, like, generate power. Okay. So um, this stat said that from 2015, there are 71 waste-to-energy power plants and four other plants that burned solid waste, which eliminated 29 million tons of garbage. Oh. Um, they also were able to generate 14 billion kilowatt hours of electricity, which was enough to power nearly 2.5 million homes for a year. So that's that's pretty good. Pretty cool. I don't know what type of plants these are that are doing this, but I thought, I don't know, kind of interesting. I don't know how you use trash for fuel. (laughs) but Yeah.
1: I did find a little bit about the burning trash as well. And I guess the downfall of that is that it's kind of expensive because if you just burn trash without Mm -hmm. any type of air filtration and stuff in place, it's very toxic to just burn plastics and all that stuff you basically have to set up like electrostatic precipitators and lime powder to basically sanitize the air that's coming out to a degree where it's not just giving everybody cancer Um, i read about cancer villages in china where um, they burn a bunch of trash because basically when china was taking trash they would haul it out into these, like, they have, like, different tiers of cities in China. So they have, like, tier one, which is, like, Shanghai, Beijing, like, those. And then tier two is, like, Wuhan, where our famous virus came from. And, like, more of the industrial cities. And then, like, tier three cities are still millions of people, but, like, dirtier. I don't know. Just me not as... Of,
0: like the hunger game districts. Yeah. So,
1: um, a lot of these like developing cities would take the trash, but they don't have any regulations. So they were burning, just burning this trash they didn't need, um, but trying to recycle the stuff just to get, to make money off of it. And people were getting very high rates of cancer. So that's why you want to clean the air when you're burning trash. You don't want to just give everybody cancer, but it can be done. Um, there are countries like Sweden that burn about half of their trash and they have the infrastructure in place to clean the air out and everything I also saw that for example in Thailand They are like I mentioned earlier trash makes methane gas So they're basically sucking the methane gas out and burning that to make electricity. So they're Mm -hmm. basically making power plants next to trash landfill areas and Sucking the gas out, which is kind of cool. Okay Um, In Singapore, they do burn the trash and then they use the ashes from the trash and they're actually creating islands, like new land from that. I don't know if it's like poison land (laughs) or if it's like good (laughs) land. I don't know. Um, Yeah. But it's something they're doing to kind of get rid of the trash.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I guess what could we do to be a little more conscious? Well...
1: I think the obvious answer that, like, nobody wants to accept is that we just need to use less reusable or non-reusable containers Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: just, like, single-use items Mm -hmm. and try to be more conscious about it.
0: Um, I did see if you use reusable bags for whatever you need, grocery shopping, anything else that Mm -hmm. you get a bag for – Um, you can save up to 1500 plastic bags a year.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of countries that have banned plastic bags and you're supposed to, yeah,
0: Yeah. you're supposed
1: to, you know, you're using reusables there. So yeah, it's not that big of a deal. We tried it. Our biggest thing was we kept forgetting them like in the trunk of the car and then we get inside and we were like crap and we didn't want to go back outside, but I guess that makes us lazy. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah.
0: I know what you mean. I mean, I have some too, and that's the same exact problem. Like you just have to make it part of your routine. and mm-hmm. I think it's just, yeah, becoming
1: used to that. Um, I, I did see another thing where um, if people were more willing to sort and kind of like clean out their containers, um, a lot of stuff that gets sent to recycling areas aren't usable because they're still contaminated with like food or Mm -hmm. shampoo, or whatever was in the bottle, if we would just rinse that out before we send it away to get recycled and do some sorting at home so that we don't have to have facilities and pay for labor that sorts that, we would be able to recycle a lot more at a better price and be Mm -hmm. more efficient at that. Because at the recycling place, they're not going to clean out every single container. They're just going to toss the container because it's contaminated. Yeah. Yeah. If we're willing to do a little bit more at home to help out with that, I think that would make it it more attractive to industry to come in and set up that infrastructure for us to recycle.
0: Mm -hmm. And I looked into like composting, like you can build a little compost bin. Okay. I mean, you can like save your scraps inside and just like a garbage can or whatever, and then go put it out in your compost bin outside and what do you do with the compost?
1: It's like a good fertilizer for your yard or for like your garden.
0: Okay. So do you like wait for it to break down and do that or like do yeah. you like chop it up somehow? It
1: ends know. up it, it's a long process, but it ends up looking basically like dirt.
0: Okay. So
1: well. it has to break down to that extent to where like mm-hmm. it looks like it's dirt essentially. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I've never done composting. I've thought about it, but then like just never done it. So I don't really know all the ins and outs of it, but Mm -hmm. from seeing on YouTube people like pouring compost out, I'm like, it basically looks like dirt. Um, Yeah. So Hmm. yeah. Okay. Interesting. One really cool thing that I saw, um, as a possible solution in the future. It's not ready right now, but Singapore Tariff Technologies is a company that is developing a new technology that will use bacteria or like organic processes to basically harness the enzymes that digest plastic. So I guess there's some enzymes that can digest plastics and it turns them into chemicals, like breaks them down into what's normally produced at like oil refineries because plastic is, does take oil to produce it. So basically Mm -hmm. it's returning it back into products that are like oil products, I guess. And that is worth a lot more than the actual plastics themselves. So this could maybe encourage people to set up recycling because now it's a profitable endeavor to like take these plastics and i guess break them down with these enzymes and sell them again Um, the price is like 10 times higher than the value of the actual plastic so that's something that maybe in five to ten years they said would be available commercially and could really help with not only plastics and recycling that but also the whole like gas and oil problems like you know unrenewable resources if we could like supplement some of that with already made plastic products mm-hmm.
0: so. interesting yeah <laughs> well how about that i so, would yeah. like to add a fun fact okay or if you're interested in knowing what cities are the best at recycling oh and you can move there and be <laughs> one of the best san francisco is the best boston chicago denver and then portland after that oh okay so I was kind of surprised because I thought Portland would actually probably be the best, but Yeah.
1: I feel like yeah, Portland and then I kind of think of like people who live in Colorado as being kind of like environmentally conscious. So that kind of mm-hmm. makes sense, but I wouldn't have mm-hmm. put Boston on the list. So that's Or kind Chicago. Of, yeah, or oh, I've been to Chicago. That's dirty. <laughs> but
0: and then best um, countries is Switzerland first, okay. Australia, Germany, Netherlands, and Norway.
1: Okay. So, I know um, Norway was mentioned in some of the articles I found, like, they've developed some great technologies that can use robotics to sort through trash rather than people. So they mm-hmm. aren't having to, like, send it out because they could just do it in their country. Mm-hmm. So the robotics use, like, infrared beams to sort, to, like, tell what kind of material is on the belt. And then it uses, like, jets of air to, like, puff it off into whatever bins,
0: <laughs> like, off the belt. So. That's- kind of cool actually yeah
1: so there is hope i think it's just going to take a little bit of dedication and ingenuity and taking it seriously um, from not just a few people but like the majority of us (laughs) Mm -hmm. um to make a difference and i think if it gets bad enough people will but it'd be cool if it didn't have to get bad enough
0: right and i mean you can see just from all of this the virus you Mm -hmm. can see what it's done to the entire world and kind of Bringing people together to want to do better. If only it was the same for the environment, I think it would be pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah. And I know you had mentioned when we talked about this topic before recording how some places had seen, like just from the reduction of like traffic and like day to day activities,
0: mm-hmm. huge
1: leaps in like the world, the earth kind of healing itself yeah, and pollution like kind of clearing.
0: Yeah, Italy's canals are clearing up, so you can actually see the fish in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did they say?
1: I think like China's air pollution has, yeah, like gotten a little better.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a plus side, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and that only
1: that only took like a month or two. So I mean, imagine mm-hmm. what we could do if we made like an actual long term effort.
0: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: there's there's a silver lining there,
0: but that's kind of it. I guess. Yeah,
1: that's that's all we have for this week. Um, hopefully this turned out okay. Like we said, it was a little bit weird doing video chat rather than being in the same room here, mm-hmm. but um, we still wanted to make something and look into it for you guys, so yeah, tune in next week. We'll keep it Follow going. Us. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep it going. We're going to be here yeah. for you guys, whether you're listening to us now or it happens later on when you get back to work and mm-hmm. you're listening to podcasts again catch up on all the episodes right now it's a good time to do so so and share it with your friends share the word spread the love
0: spread the love and support us (laughs) all right thank you and bye bye